Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Well, welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me, as always, is my co-host and cohort, Victor Adams. Hey, again, the <laughs> asterisk between always is something that always needs to be identified. That's right. Like, <laughs> Qualified. Right, right, right. That's right. Qualified. Cycle. Well, dude, you've been here the last couple times, so that's, yeah. your, your track record's back on pace. And here's the thing, man. It's not like you're out like playing hooky, dude. You're doing good stuff when you can't be here, so don't 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 uh, be too hard on right, yourself. Right. Yeah. You know, you're not like the the construction workers at my house yesterday that were supposed to be here and didn't show up because it's the week day before Labor Day and apparently they were all sick. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the thing is, is that time for yourself is good as well. Yeah. But when you have commitments, you want to try to be there as well. Amen. So Amen. You can't split yourself both ways, but you know, it's one of those things. Well, dude, I'm pumped. Like yeah. we're 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 recording here on a Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is unusual. Usually, we're doing these on Monday nights. Come out on Tuesday, but. Uh, it was a time that all of us, you know, worked for us. David Hall, our, our buddy, right. one of our best friends on their side of the camera, working that. We got some barbecue. We got some butts and ribs smoking outside. It's it's college football's back. It's I know game you need day. a TV in that corner with game day. Oh, I'm so. afraid you wouldn't pay attention yeah, to me right. at that point. <laughs> but no, it's it's back, man. And it, the weather's almost even dropped here. Yeah, you know where it's a little cooler and. There's just nothing like the first couple of weeks of football season when, when the air's right, the temperature drops, barbecues going all day watching football with friends, looking forward to some cigars and some guitars and right. all that kind of stuff here in a little bit. Well, the thing <laughs> is too, it's it's like a tradition, you know, like as we all have teams that we we support, you know, wherever yeah. we live, and you remember because your probably parents brought you into that team atmosphere. Sure. So therefore, you have all these these amazing. Uh, um, you know, kind of like thoughts that come back to you when you're little. Like for me, Florida State, I went to like all the home games from yeah. like, you know, 88, well, really uh, 86 to like 2000. So I got to see Deion Sanders. I got to see all everybody, sure. Charlie Ward. And the, the those kicks that went right, wide right or wide left, you know, against Miami, I still sure, have that oh, PTSD yeah. from those losses. But <laughs> the thing is, is, it's like the tradition, you know, yeah. even though it's like, it's like going to Mass, you know, it's like when you find yourself home, you love going to mass, sure. you know, you love looking around and seeing people coming and, and uh, you know, worshiping Christ and adoring everything that, that he is doing in their lives. And, and that's kind of what we're here for is yeah. to continue that tradition for those that are coming. Well, and it's, yeah. it's like the, the passing of the seasons too, yeah. right? Like, you know, here in Memphis, whenever you start seeing ads for crawfish festivals and stuff, mm-hmm. you're coming out of winter and into spring and all of that too. And just, just, there's all sort of things like that, but yeah, football, it's just, there's something it's like, like I said, the air changes, the excitement's there. You know, I mean, it's not like there's going to be a ton of great football games on a day. Everybody's going to be yeah. beating up on the little guys except for a few games. But it's college football. We're not watching golf and baseball. <laughs> right, yeah. Maybe you still are. I don't know. but like Or, or cornhole. Yeah, or cornhole. Yeah. I mean, like <laughs> – Underwater basket weaving, yeah. whatever's on ESPN, the Ocho right. at this point. Right. So. Disc golf. After a while, you're like going, okay – Let's get some some sports there. <laughs> That's right. Me. Yeah. That's right. Even though some, man, I saw some chicks hit some some weird, crazy frisbee disc golf shots. Yeah. I was like, how in the world did that happen? Like, I don't care what it it's is, impressive. man. If you're good at it, it's right. it it's takes impressive. practice and time and effort. So, but man, I'm just I'm glad to be back in here. And and I got to tell you something. I'm glad to be home. Um, the Lord blessed us this month or August. We're in September now, but in August, traveling. You know, we had mm-hmm. a mission every weekend except for the one weekend I went on a retreat. 
But, yeah, just busy. One weekend, the last week of the month, we had two missions, one here in Memphis and one in Wichita Falls, and both of them went great. And the Lord just blessed us this month with starting groups in Nashville. We started um, groups here in Memphis. We've started groups in multiple groups in Wichita Falls. Um, and then Texas as well, right? Yeah, yeah, Texas yeah. as well. So, and well, we went to the, the men's conference in Beaumont, right. so I'm working with them uh, and Andy Sonye and all those guys down there. But I really want to give a shout-out to um, – to Deacon Manny at uh, Sacred Heart and, and to Father over there. Um, man, it was a great, great mission, dude. We went down there on a Sunday night. There were two hundred over 200 people there every night. Um, it was just packed. It was busy. We had, um, gosh, just just wonderful, wonderful evenings. We had 20 guys show up for the, the men's group training. Mm-hmm. Some of them were from other parishes. People drove a couple of hours away to come see this and to be a part of it. And I'm wearing this shirt. I'm going to move the mic a little bit so the camera can see it better. But this is actually their shirt. So what was cool was that they they wound up coming from uh, – when I got there, they were already prepared, right? So they had a shirt made. The name of their group is Forged. Mm-hmm. And then this is a sacred heart. And it says virtue through grace and virtue. So forged through grace and virtue through the sacred heart. And of course, it's got Proverbs 27:17, which is the iron shipper, right. sharpens iron, um, you know, uh, proverb there. But, man, they just did a great job. Deacon Manny and his team were awesome. They're going to have a lot of fruit that comes from there. And and that's what this is all about, Victor. We talk about it every week, but this is the heart of this ministry. I love this podcast. I love getting to hang out with you and do all this. But but the, the Lord is working through this ministry to go to places all over this country and establish men's groups. And, and I hear the same thing everywhere. Like, well, we want something, but we don't know how. Or we want something, and, and I don't want to do it by myself. And we show up, and we have answers for those things right i'm not saying we have the only answer or that we have the only thing out there that'll work for men but this seems to the four pillar format and the leadership training we're doing and setting up teams of people with father's blessing is really working and and i'm just so excited to be a part of it i'm so excited to see things like this like someone taking ownership Mm -hmm. this shirt to me represents like this isn't something where i'm going and i'm going to spill all my guts and and i'm going to talk about good things and then who knows if it happens they were ready and, and it, what was cool was the second morning of the mission. So the mission was Sunday night, Monday night, and then I came home Tuesday morning. So Monday when I woke up, I had a text from the first group that we started in August a year ago, Brett and those guys up at um, St. Phillips in, in Mount Vernon. And crazy thing was they made a shirt. They were called The Forge. Mm-hmm. Now they had an anvil with, with two hammers coming out, and they had just gotten the pew on the back. But – it just they sent me pictures of an adoration, a holy hour that they put on the night before for their entire parish and their school, and they had a ton of people there. And they said, Man, just so you know, you, you came a year ago today and look at the fruit that's right. still going on here. And it's just, man, what a feeling and what a blessing to be a part of that. So if if you're a guy out there that is, you know, looking for a group, you're looking for something, we've talked about it week after week, and we will continue because it's important. But maybe if you're, you're, that longing in you is for something in your parents, then maybe it's because God is asking you to do it or at least be part of getting it started. So don't be afraid to do that. There's so many groups out there that have been in the same place that you are now, wondering can we, will we, could we, will it work, what will happen, will it last? And the answer to those things is yes. If you go into it with the right mindset and you bring in people to help you, and that's what we're willing to do. So you can go to our website and go to justaguyonthepew.com, go to the events page, and in the middle right there is the section on men's groups and how to get them started. So what you'll want to do is go there, and then there's a, a, a portion where you can click. You can fill out your information and then select a time to call me. 
for me to call you to set up a time for 30 minutes to talk. We can figure out how to do this in your parish. Because I got to tell you something, there's no better feeling in the world than knowing that you're walking with other men that have your back, that are walking towards virtue and holiness and grace. And, and if that's too many, you know, fancy words that sound too hard for you, they're walking towards being better men. And so the, that's what the Lord is asking us to do is each day to convert a little bit more, to be a little bit better. And it's hard to do on your own. So get a group of guys. If you don't have one or you have one that's, that's stagnant, we can help with that. Or if you don't have one at all, we can certainly do that as well too. So go to the website, sign up there, be one of these parishes that can make a shirt and, and can be prideful in a good way of the fact that they now have something for their men because so many of them out there don't. And we aim to fix that. So, Victor, just so so proud of what the Lord called us to do this month and what he did while we were there. Um, one last thing I want to mention is we still have some spots open for our um, pilgrimage to the, to Israel next year with Father Larry Richards. Please pray for him if you're listening. Father Larry Richards has lost his mother this year, lot, his sister, yeah. mm-hmm. now his brother-in-law the day after his sister. He's lost dogs this year. He has COVID right now. I mean, I don't know. The The devil must think that he has got a bunch of crazy stuff coming to, to fight against him because he is putting him through the ringer. And so I just ask for your prayers for him. But we're both excited about this pilgrimage. We have over, uh, a little over 50 people signed up right now. There's plenty more room, but spaces are going to start filling up every week. There's five more, six more, ten more that are signing up. It's going to be a great trip, and it's going to be one that's – gonna last a lifetime you know well, memories so especially if you've never been there the holy land before you're actually going to see the things that you read about or were taught about yeah. when you're growing up in your faith and to see like this is the area where this happened and people you know? keep telling me like right. oh are you gonna give talks on this stuff i'm like i i probably won't be able to speak man yeah. like when i'm standing where i know our lord spoke you know or where he walked or lived yeah. or did something amazing it's just so I'm looking forward to it. I hope a ton of you guys will come. I know some guys from the podcast have already signed up. So I'm hoping that you all join us. Again, you can find that on our website. Just got on the pew events, and then it's right there above the men's stuff. But you can check it out, look at prices. It's all uh, inclusive, right? Right. It's yeah. all Yeah, so once you pay everything, your airfare, your meals, your hotels, all that's taken care of. The vaccination rules and regulations over there have been dropped, so it doesn't matter right. if you're vaxxed or not. Just make sure you have a passport. That's, that's right, yeah, all that go. stuff. Right. Yep, and then – you know, a phone that you can plug in that won't short out over there or whatever. So, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, we've, we've gone into a lot of stuff here because it's been fun to just talk about the day and where we are and all that. But Victor, what I really want to get into this month, or this, this month, hopefully the podcast isn't that long this morning is, uh, it's just a place I've been in my life personally lately. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of changes come up. Of course, we've been busier in the ministry and all this stuff. That's awesome. But my wife made some decisions in her life too, right? Um, you know, people ask me all the time, how are you able to do this ministry? And mm-hmm. one, by the grace of God, number one. But two, um, my wife, she has a good job. She works at St. Jude, Jude's Children's Hospital. She has great benefits that allow us to not have that pressure to have benefits through a ministry. And she makes decent money, right? She makes good money. So it supports us where some months that I can't, you know, where ministry is up and down all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so... My wife took the opportunity now. She's been passed over for some jobs every once in a while because she didn't have letters behind her name and other people do. And she's really good at what she does. And, and a lot of doctors there have encouraged her to pursue her master's. And so long story short, you know, we were looking at places and University of Tennessee is a, a, a you know, a, a great medical facility here, school here in, in town in, in Memphis. And that was going to be about 50 grand, which we couldn't stomach yeah. and, prayed about it and next thing you know St. Jude comes out with a graduate school program on campus with two subjects and one of them is the one she needs to take 
So she started grad school a couple weeks ago, and um, you could say that I've been auditioning for the role of Mr. Mom, too, yeah. <laughs> like Michael Keaton move on yeah. over. And, you know, it, it's been an interesting thing in the last three weeks because I don't know about you, Victor, but, like, so many times I take for granted what my wife does. Mm-hmm. I mean, full-time employee, we have three children, two of them that are the same age, you know, so that presents a different, you know, having twins is a whole different kind of thing, too. But I never really, I knew what Angela did, but I didn't know until she's like, I got to work and I got to stay late and I got to study and I got to go to a class. And so I've been taking the kids to school and which I love to do and picking them up and going to practices. I feel like I, I go to Holy Rosary 47,000 times right. a day. Might as well, uh, you know, men's club. Right. The That's board. Right. That's right. I, I, I've been <laughs> vacuuming and, and steaming the floors and like laundry and, yeah. and at first being like, like I said, I just I didn't realize what all Angela did. And then when you do it, you're like, man, wow, what a gift and what a blessing this yeah. has been. And and you know, I think that's what I really want to talk about today is are we really living as the husbands were called to live? Because yeah. for a long time on the outside looking in, I mean, obviously not before my drug during my drug issues and stuff, I was a terrible person then. But after this conversion in this new life, like you know, I'd like to think that I've been a good husband, but man, my eyes have sort of opened up to mm-hmm. like how probably not good of a husband I've been right you know and and, and I, I don't find shame in feeling that it's saying that um it's more embarrassment of, of not taking a, a larger role mm-hmm. in that I think once we as husbands we all realize exactly what everything their wives do um you know for for instance Christy she has her own really she's an independent uh person she has her she's a real estate uh, appraiser yeah. So the more she works, the more she makes, right? Um, and, of course, my job is a fixed income, you know, in a sense where, you know, no matter how much I work, you know, that sure. I'm expected to do work, I still get paid the same thing. Yeah. So it's one of those things where, like, I have to be sh- be careful to where I don't usurp my importance of my job over my family, as most men tend to do. is sure. like, well, I can't do this. I can't take our kid to the doctor for him because I got this to do. Oh, yeah. Now, now look, I understand that, that – meetings are, are happening and stuff planned you can't change but when it comes to p- a point where years and years and years you use that as an excuse there's going to be resentment built up you know yeah. from your spouse and so it's one of those things where we have to be mindful that what do you need me to do to help you out you know like as you said that you know christy is pretty much the ceo the coo and you know the, sure the, the the controller as well cfo of our, our home and not to, th- not to say that didn't help step in. It's just like she's always done that. So sure. I've, I've, I've said that's, if that's the role you want, you let me know. If you want to change it up, let me know as well. Yeah. But but she also does everything for making sure, like, when Lily was going to college, make sure, like, she had all the paperwork necessary, all the medical stuff, you know, everything that we need to do to move into a, a, a dorm. You know, she had this checklist going while she's doing everything else out. Right. You know, so I don't mind being the person to go to Target, go this, you know, do Bed Bath Beyond. To get things I don't know that, if there'll be time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> to do all that stuff. So because, That's an old school reference for those out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But 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 for me to help out in any way I can is is what I do. But I also realize that she does a lot more um, than she needs to do. And that's what yeah. I try to do as much as I can to say, look, you got a lot on your plate right now. Obviously you're stressed out with this report you gotta do. What can I do? Sure. You know. And so that's why I do I cook, I clean, I do all those things. Not to say that the roles of traditional stuff is like embarrassing anything yeah but it's what i can contribute to make her life easy well at the end of the day i mean who cares like i mean we live in different times and yeah 
You know what? God bless that my wife has a good job. God mm-hmm. bless that your wife has a good job, yeah. you know, and one they enjoy. And if it allows us to, you know, what does it matter? I mean, I made yeah. a lot of money and, and caused a lot of problems in my life and held it over my wife. I'm the one that makes the money. I'm the, who cares? Like, right. that's all ego stuff. At the end of the day, it's our money. It doesn't matter who makes it, right? It's it's going into, I mean, I, some people have separate accounts, but like ours, we have one account. It goes in Same there here. yeah, and it gets spent for what we need to spend it on. Right. And there's times in my life where I have made more in a year than Angela will make in four. Mm-hmm. And there's times right now in ministry that she makes more in a year than I'll make in three. Yeah. You know, and it's just... We, we should be thankful for what the Lord, the ups and downs and where the Lord allows us to go through all this stuff. But, I mean, the thing is, like, you just, Ephesians, like, for I opened this Bible to this. I have no notes except for this, and they're not notes. It's the Bible. But Ephesians 5.25, we hear this so often. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of the water with the word, that he might present the church to himself in splendor without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. But most of the time what you hear and what sticks in people's you know minds about that verse is husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. Mm-hmm. I think we think we do that a lot, Believe but it. we don't. No. Right, man, I was thinking about that, and Angel would be like, well, I just need more of your help, you know, before all this. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you mean? Like, I, I've got two jobs. I, I run two ministries, and and I, I'm taking the kids to stuff. I am I cook every time we eat. I basically cook it. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm vacuuming. I'm starting laundry. I'm, but it was never finishing laundry. It was never, like, dusting. It was yeah. always, like, I'm going to do this one thing. And, well, I do the yard work, and I do, you know, and it's just this, it can become this, I do this, I do this, and then you're fighting, and who does more? And, yeah. And it's just, you're not really loving your wife that way, man. I mean, Christ loved the church not going. He didn't say, well, look, I died on the cross. Yeah. So you need to love me, right? right. Like, what are you doing for me? Because yeah. I did this for you. What's more important than what I did. Right. And, yeah. and that's where we want, that's where we wind up as men, right? Because mm-hmm. I've already felt it. Like, I'm sitting there going, in my mind, and I told Angela this, I go, I'm sorry I keep screwing up, and I'm yeah. sorry that we keep fighting about this. Because honestly, when I'm sitting by myself, I'm like really honored to do these things for you because you've supported me over the mm-hmm. years while I've gone out on this crazy ministry dream, right? And and you never once said, no, you weirdo, like go get a real job. And like you never, she always supported me. And yet, like, so I'm sitting here, I'm like, I, I, I want to do that laundry for her. I want to steam the floors for her. I want to, I want to, um, you know, do all the other stuff. Go do the shopping. Go pick up the kids and take them. I want when she calls and says, "Hey, I need to stay to to really study this because when I get home, I can't," and let her do all that. Mm-hmm. And 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 in here, that sounds great. But then when I start doing it, like I want that attaboy. I want to be recognized, right? And it's it's oh, yeah. it's, it's it's us as men, man. We like literally like, all right, I just moved this cup from here to here. Yeah. Now tell me how wonderful that right. was, right? And that's what we want. Like women are so different. Because the only time I ever hear from Angela what she does is when I have basically pushed her to the limit to where she blows up and says, I do all of this. I do all this. But nine of the time, our wives are doing so much more than most of us. Now, that may not be the case for some. I get it. Yeah. There may be some single fathers out there, whatever. But in my case, my wife is doing so much. And never once does she put it. She, she just does it. And she just does it. And that's what love looks like, right? That's what mm-hmm. love looks like is I'm doing this because I love you. Doesn't mean I want to. I mean, every load of laundry she's ever done, I'm pretty sure she didn't want to do. Right. But she doesn't sit there and go, you made me do this, you ugly kids, because you get dirty all the time, and you husband that seems to wear three pairs of underwear a day, and why is there so much laundry? Right, right. She doesn't do any of that. She just does it. And and us as men, a lot of times, I think that we think, 
because we're putting food on the table or because, you know, there's a nice house or whatever that we provided that we're loving the, our lives, our wives the way we should. And, you know, Victor, for a long time in my life, you know, I, I've really struggled looking back over it. And people often ask me when I'm on the road, you know, I've given that talk, my conversion story, like mm-hmm. five times this month. And people go like, man, do you have an onion in your pocket? Like, you know, are you one of these people that knows how to cry on demand? And I'm like, no, it hurts. Yeah. And what I mean by that is, like, I look back on my life a lot of times and I, and I go, man, like, I really, if there's one thing I could, like, snap my finger or had a genie in a bottle or God gave me one wish, like, let me go back and from the time my children were born, the time that I said I do, and be the person I should have been. And, and it hurts because that can't happen. Mm-hmm. But, man, part of me when all this stuff changed with with Angela, and I, I, and here I feel so like, yeah, I want to do this for her, but then when I'm doing it, like it doesn't take much for me to go, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, right? Instead of looking at it like, man, maybe the Lord put you in this, this ministry time where he's given you enough events and things like that and enough donor support, thank you for those supporting mm-hmm. me in this ministry, that – God's allowing you time to be right now, to be the husband you should be, to be the father you always wanted to be. Right? I could sit there and go, man, I'm going to Holy Rosary for the 88th time today down the same stretch of road that I've come to hate. Or I can say, man, I've had 10 minute, like 10, 10 minute experiences with my children today. Right? I, when I've come home, I've been able to sit there and, and undo their laundry with them and ask them about their day. Right, and fold their laundry. I've been able to help them with their homework. I've had them in here running around fake shooting videos with them. Time that I never had before when I was trying to make numbers, when I was trying to make all this money and all those things. And now it's like perspective, man. Right. I mean, we can look at it and go, man, this this stinks. This sucks having to do all this work. I don't want to do all this stuff. But it's allowing it, – it's, it's the blessings in those moments. We can either focus on the negative or look at this and go, man, like what a gift from God. Yeah, I'm folding my 88th pair of mm-hmm. underwear because I have twin girls, right? <laughs> but I'm sitting here looking at them or I'm watching a show with them or I'm playing LOL Monopoly in between folding or whatever. And what a gift that is, man. And, and what a gift. Like my Angel came home the other night, and I'm not saying this to go like I'm husband of the year, but I was outside grilling and the door opens up, she walks outside, and she walks right up to me and she neck hugs me and just puts one right on my lips and says, Thank you. You have given me such a peace by what you're doing. And that should be more than enough. Like, I should never go, right. honey, well, do you didn't notice I, I washed the windows. Yeah. You didn't notice that I folded the dish towels the way you liked and put them in the drawer the way you liked. You didn't. The fact that my wife is, is so moved to come and say mm-hmm. is enough. Well, what you're talking about is two things. And the scripture you're talking about, it goes further like, you know, wives respect your husbands. Yeah, sure. And and going from the sense of what love is in this form of what Christ wants us to understand what love is, is like dedication to those that you're in covenant with. Yeah. You know, marriage is a covenant. Sure. So as we talked about beforehand, is like what's important is not about what you want. It's like serving, you know, helping the other person get to where they need to get to, and in turn, your wife helping get to where you're in turn. Into yeah. And uh, for men, there's a book out there, Love and Respect, if you you know, it's out there. It's, it's really good read. And what it says is that women want to know they're loved. Yeah. You know, not by like silly, you know, flowers. Presents or everything. And yeah, yeah. But, chocolates but and yeah, all, yeah, stuff like that. Whatever. Those are love languages. But the thing is, they want to know that that you are only thinking of them, you right. know, in, in the sense of like a relationship in this world. Yeah. You know, obviously Christ is number one. But like I said, they, they understand that your time, your devoted devotion is to make sure that they're 
secure, they're they're loved, and yeah. that they're that you're nurturing that relationship forever. Now, for men, like love is is okay, but we want to be respected by our wives. Sure, we want our wives to talk well about us when we're not around. You know, I mean, yeah. how many you know times we've been around other people where you know that's not the case. You know. And I think for men, it's one of those things where, yes, we want to be loved, but we also want our, our family, our, our wives to be like, I respect him so much as a man. Yeah. Because, and that's what, that's where we're like, I think for men, our language is to be respected. And, you know, love is, is, is a combination of both. But sure. respect to know that, that they see what we're doing for them, you know. Yeah. And, and for our kids to say, you know, I love my dad, but also admire who he is as a man. Well, and it's yeah. it's about doing things without counting the cost. Right. I mean, as men, we want to we want to kind of stack up. Well, I did all this. Now, yeah. what are you doing for me? Mm-hmm. And it's just that selfishness that we all have as men. But I mean, the greatest act of love the world has ever seen is Jesus Christ sacrificed on the cross. It's yeah. this: I give up everything for you. I put you first, right? And that's really what what people want to feel like. There's nothing more, <clears throat> excuse me, that means something to people. Then, like you have, you have put me before yourself, mm-hmm. right? Like that's what shows people they're important. Not because you gave somebody a hundred dollars on their birthday, or right. because you, you know, you 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 climbed a water tower and spray painted somebody's name on it. You know, mm-hmm. John Deere Green reference there. Don't do that, please. I think somebody died doing that when Joe Diffie's song came out. But honestly, like it, it, it's none of that stuff. It's simply like you're putting me first. Right. There's so often that, that like I want we always as men, we want our wives to treat us a certain way. Like, like, why aren't you respecting me or why aren't you giving me what I need? Why aren't you fulfilling more often than not my mm-hmm. sexual desires or whatever it is? And it's like, why would I ever want to do it for you when you have you nothing, do nothing for, for me? me? Like right. no one wants to be involved in a one sided relationship. Right. And oftentimes when I hear men like they email in or I'm talking to men at conferences, they're like, My wife just won't, my wife just won't, she won't do this, and if she just did this, then I'll be happy. And if she just and it's like, Well, as long as you're waiting for her to do something and you're not doing anything, then you're right. always gonna be in a problem with your wife. Because no one wants to be in this one-sided give, 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 give relationship, right? Even Christ himself, he pours out everything, but his ultimate desire is for us to do the same for him. To return to him. Right, to return to him with a free gift of our life. And that's what love is. It's a free gift. It's not something that can be earned. It's not something that can be bought, right? It's not something that can be taught in a lot of ways. It's something that, like, I'm going to show you my love for you because I lay down my life for you. And even if that means, like, I've done all this stuff, and no one's told me that they've seen me do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, welcome to the sacrifice. Right. Right. Welcome to the sacrifice of your pride. Welcome to the humility to go, you know what? I know I did it. And God knows I did it. And my wife knows I've done it. And I shouldn't be a person that needs a, a thank you every time I do something that right. I should have done. And that's really just the gift of where in the last couple of weeks, man, with this, it's there's been the struggle. You know, I'm prideful just like everybody else. And, and I... You know, I have a root wound of inadequacy. So with an inadequacy, you want to be told you're doing a good job because if you don't, you feel inadequate. <laughs> so it, it's this realization and this maturity in the spiritual life that we talk about all the time where where we're like, okay, I know that's a wound. So I can either do these things, do them well, do them out of love and let that be enough. Or I can do them basically to see, to seek praise and thanks and all this, and then have a miserable relationship with my wife because my wife's never going to be able to tell me that I did a good enough job enough for me to satiate that that desire. Mm-hmm. So it's up to me, not her, to say at that point, you know what, I'm doing this because I love her, period. Right. 
Period. I love her and my family. Yeah, right. right. And this is a grace to spend these times, right? It's, it's yeah, we're not out eating snow cones and, 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 and doing something fun in a park together. But in this way, I'm still getting to, to serve my wife right. and my children. And, and this is what I'm called to do as a man. And to piggyback on that, too, is like I said before, your, your daughters, your sons, see how you treat your wife. And so, yeah. therefore, they would like to model that behavior in a relationship. So whenever they're in a relationship when they, and they're dating and they see someone not being the way that they expect someone to be, then they won't continue that relationship where it could be lead to something like a, a tragic um, relationship or broken heart or whatever. You know what yeah. I'm saying? They're more apt to know what they're seeking rather than seeking love, you know, in a sense of someone adoring me. They're seeking, like, I want someone who knows who they are and loves God and will also in turn love me, you know, because right. um, I think we have so many people seeking seeking love in the wrong, as you say, the wrong places or the wrong direction. Yeah. Um, it's looking it's for love right. in all the wrong places. Right. I was I was gonna, looking for love. That's right. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that, but I, I left it to you to, to kind of right. continue it. But <laughs> thank you, Eddie Murphy. But that's the thing is like you know, so what what is our our desires? You yeah. know, are they true desires? Or are they wrong desires? And I think we, we always have to struggle with that, especially young men, yeah. you know, finding their, themselves back in the faith. It's like saying, you know, I want to find, I want to be virtuous, therefore I also want to find a virtuous you know, yeah. woman who may eventually we may marry, you know, sure. and, and, and be able to be on the same page of raising our, our children. Um, you know, for, for me, it was kind of like, and for, you know, for us, it was like we did the whole you know, wild and crazy kind of thing. And then, you know, something brought me to my faith and eventually Christy brought some to her faith. And, but that was all happening before we met. Yeah. So we knew exactly who we were and we weren't chasing the image of who we wanted to be. We knew who we were. So when we met, you know, it just clicked. Sure. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I, I know we're getting towards the end of the show here and we spent a lot of time getting to talk about football and stuff, but like I, just a, a point that, that I really think needs to be made and guys take home with them is, is really this if if I want to be loved well then I have to love well right right like we we really just when if if you're a guy that's sitting there thinking well I'm not getting this and I'm not getting this and I'm not getting this then what you need to look at what am I giving mm-hmm. because we're looking for happiness in getting right what am I receiving what am I getting in happiness true joy which is more important than happiness comes from giving from giving up and it doesn't make sense I mean it really doesn't we've talked about that a million times on here like denying yourself putting others first and living in a way that is very um centered on others seems like it is the it is the exact opposite of finding your own happiness but it's truly in fact that way where we find happiness that's why the lord is always saying pick up your cross lay down your life right the first shall be last the last shall be first it doesn't make sense here but it makes total sense here in the heart right and that's what we have to learn as men is is going like if you're one of these guys right now that's sitting here going, well, my relationship isn't where it wants, stop pointing that finger the other direction and do the mature thing and point it back this way and Take say, inventory of your actions, yeah, yeah, I'm going to start with me. Right. Because obviously there's a problem, there's two of us. So the chances are 98% of the problem isn't on the other side of the table. There's either half of it or probably, for men, the majority of it on this mm-hmm. side of the table. So turning that finger around and going, well, before I start to, to list why my wife isn't the person I want her to be or why she isn't fulfilling my needs or why I'm not happy in my marriage, maybe turn that finger around and go, how am I not giving in the way that I want her to give to me, right? How am I not meeting her needs? How am I not the husband she needs? Because honestly, if you fix that, 
it's going to do a lot more than right. getting flowers or candy or the, the eight millionth. I'm sorry. You sit there and your wife is going to see something has changed. Something is different. Angela wanted to be angry at me forever because of what happened. But at some point, she could no longer deny that something was different in our lives, that I had changed and I was a different person. And that didn't come by telling her I was different. And mm. see all the laundry I'm doing now I didn't do. And see how many times I'm picking up the kids. And see how many times I've made dinner. And see how many times that, that I've watched you know chick flicks with you or whatever. Like no amount of any of that. And as soon as you point that out, it loses its value. Right. Right. Because, oh, you just did it. So you could tell me you did it now. Mm-hmm. We have to do things because we love the other person more than we love ourselves. And we desire their joy and their happiness and their peace more than we desire our own. And it's hard. It's not easy. But that's why, again, we get, we need to get to know the Lord more because when we, we understand who Jesus is, then we start to emulate him and naturally we become more like him. And he is one that is always pouring out himself, right? Just like that blood and water that flowed out of his side, pouring himself out for all of us all the time. And he's begging us here in the Christian household that this passage is called in Ephesians 5. He's saying, Christ, you know, be like Christ was for church. Be like I am for the church. Husbands, love your wives the way that I have loved you, right? And if we can get that right and it doesn't become some some neat stitch on a pillow or something we hang on a wall that looks mm-hmm. pretty, but something that's written on our hearts, then that's when our relationships will be what they're designed to be. And we'll have that joy that we're, we're called to have no matter what our circumstances are because we're living for the other. So, men, I know this is a struggle. I know a lot of things on here aren't easy. There's some of you right now that may be thinking, man, I got a lot of work to do. You're not alone. I do too, right? I've been doing this for two weeks, and, and I was already ready to give up. Right, yeah. <laughs> But thank God for, uh, you know, humility and thank God for the Lord putting us in situations that we may not think are the best things at first, but come out to be some of the greatest blessings in our life. So men, honor your wives, put them first, lay down your life. If you're looking for that joy, start looking by serving the one that God gave you to serve. So let's take it to prayer, Victor, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father. We thank you for this time together, for this show, for this opportunity to talk about things in life that matter, the everyday things that we struggle with. Lord, we thank you for the gift of our wives. I don't know a man out there that if they're truly being honest with themselves, aren't grateful for the woman that you've put in their life. You know, it is not good for man to be alone is what you told us, and man, were you right. So thank you for them. Lord, open our hearts and, and help us to put them first. Help us to, to live as the husbands were called to live, to, to lay down our lives for them the way that you laid down your life for the church. And Lord, in those moments where we find stressful, where we find that we're being slighted or, or not given what we need, Lord, give us the humility to look at the cross and to look at the gift of our wives and say, you know what, my joy is not going to come from serving myself, but from serving others. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.